Well, are you guys ready for another Texas Homegrown Music? Because I've got a great show for you today with Katrina Kane. She's been in this area of DFW quite a bit, but she's out of Austin now. And she's just got a remarkable story and really beautiful, beautiful talent. And I so enjoyed getting to know her and sharing her music with you today is going to be a huge joy for me. So I don't want to take much time. I'm going to do a song called Here because after getting to know her, I really feel like this song resonates with all of the messages that she likes to give as well. It's a song that I wrote about, you know, life taking different turns. And um, this is a particular song is about me waking up and realizing where I was in my life having children and thinking that my life was going to be a different way than it ended up being, but it actually turned out better. And I think sometimes we just get so caught up in the way we want our journey to go that we miss the collateral beauty that we have while we're trying to head that way. So a big uh, shout out to all of you there that have understood that my life is all about giving more peace, love, and kindness, and I hope you'll do the same. We'll be right back with Katrina Kane after the song called Here from my record called Revelations, right here on Texas Humber Music. I picture for me I saw myself a scientist Searching for the cure An artist painting barefoot On a distant shore
Well, we're back with Texas Homegrown Music, and I've got my guest, Katrina Kane. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, I, I'm so excited to hear about you, honey. One of the one of the beautiful things about uh, having this show is that I actually get to know the other musicians. I feel like I can stay relevant to what's going on in the world. And as you know, being an artist, we're playing all the time. And, and so many times I want to hear people and I want to get to know them, but I'm just so busy just trying to keep my own self going musically that I don't get to. And this gives me a really great platform to do that. And and I, I saw you were playing at the um, at TMR on the uh, State yeah. Fair Records stage. And so I thought, you know, I got to get that girl on my show. And so here we are. And, and I'm just so happy, happy to have you on the show, honey. So tell me, what did you think about TMR? I loved it. That was my first time going, attending or playing. Um, and I had a lot of fun. We sadly had to, we only went for the one day we were playing because I live in Austin now. Um, so we drove up for the show and got to walk around and see other people's sets. And then we had to drive back late at night. So we were sad we couldn't make the second day, but what we experienced was so much fun. Well, you know, next year we'll have to have you come and, um, you know, I, I I'm, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do because everybody I've had on my show since then, I keep saying, I'm going to have you on my stage next year. So <laughs> I don't know if we're going to have to add another day or what, but <laughs> but um, I would definitely love to have you come, honey. And I'm listening to your yes. music and what you're doing. Let's talk about this real quick, because um, I feel like you have really started on this journey of trying to find exactly what it is you want to say and the way you want to say it. But I think you're just an artist. And I, I say this all the time. I don't like the way people try to pigeonhole someone and say, well, what kind of music do you do? Yeah. Because your voice, honey, um, and I've, I've been listening all day to all the different styles that you've um, recorded and you know, your voice lends itself to so many different styles. I mean, I can hear some jazz in there and I hear blues and I hear pop, of course. And now um, I think I, I see you venturing out in more folk and Americana and country. So tell me about this journey that you've been on. I know I read that you are the only musical one in your family, but your family always had instruments around for you to learn to play. Uh, tell me what it yeah. took for you to get to where you are today. And I know that the, the journey took you from, I think you said you went to college for music. Uh, you ended up on The Voice. And yeah. um, so just give give our listening audience a little background on Katrina Kane and her journey to music. Sure. Yeah. I I appreciate you saying that about the genres. That's one of my biggest frustrations because I grew up listening to a lot of different kinds of music and I knew I wanted to be a singer like at age four. I've I've always known I wanted to be a musician um, and specifically focus on voice like my whole life. Um, my parents raised me on a lot of the folk singer-songwriters, Joni Mitchell, James Taylor, um, some classic rock, Rolling Stones and Beatles, and of course, a, a lot of jazz. And the first concert I ever went to was a Willie Nelson, Bob Dylan concert. So I feel like that sums up who I am. Oh, wow. An and that's really a great combination. So <laughs> yeah. Right? And, and, and plus, think about Willie Nelson and Bob Dylan, the prolific writers, prolific performers, and how many genres of music have covered their songs. 
I right, say this yeah. over and over again. A good song is a good song is a good song. It doesn't exactly. have to be a particular style. You can make it your own. And uh, so that's pretty cool that, you know, that your parents brought you to a Willie Nelson. I didn't... I. I didn't yeah. even know Willie Nelson and Bob Dylan toured together, and I've I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of shows. But it's it's funny because I took one of my best friends two years ago to see Bob Dylan in Austin, and then we went to Willie Nelson's um re, uh, his picnic show. I can't even think of what it's uh, oh uh, luck luck reunion yeah yeah so um back to back so I kind of feel like I know what it would have been like. But, oh yeah. Um how how impressed were you? Well, I was I was younger and so I was like, wow, Willie Nelson's amazing. And Bob Dylan got up to sing and I was like, what? Because <laughs> his voice is so much like that. But you know, of course then that led me to actually listen to his music and and really understand his songwriting voice and those like really iconic um songs that he's written and recorded. So um yeah, that was just an amazing experience as a kid. Um and I I ended up after I graduated from high school, I went uh, to college for opera for one year, and then I transferred to North Texas to do jazz. So, and then from there, sang in a lot of cover bands, which is mostly pop. So that's I think why my music kind of s- spans this is because I've I really I really do love all genres of music. Um, but later now in life, I've really um, focused more on writing and singing what is the most genuine and just not trying to force it into like pop production or any other realm. It's just sort of like, this is, this is the song. Let me just show you what the song is and do only the minimum that serves that song. And it is coming out a lot more country folk Americana. And I think that's probably my truest voice because of that first concert that I went to. So, well, you know, um, I don't know if you are aware of this, but, uh, um, Dolly Parton just released or is releasing that rock album. I saw that. And oh my and, gosh! Um, I mean, so it, that to me just wraps it all up in a package for us to understand that you are, you know, you should be an artist. And yeah. Um, and and I'm not saying that you know there there are some people that that's just their deal. I mean, I I've mm-hmm. got guests on my show now that are country artists that they're like I couldn't think of doing anything other than country. But um, but as a woman with a voice like you have, and I could tell that um, I mean, it's interesting that you told me that you went to college and studied opera the first year because I I kind of did the same thing. I went to college and mm-hmm. my first year that you know was uh, a traditional voice classes, and I'd never had any kind of training whatsoever. I I, I sang in church in church. I sang in choirs. I did mm-hmm. all that competitive stuff in high school. Had a band in high school. But I'd never had any training. And then when I found out that, uh, you know, I needed to maybe change a little bit of how I was singing just so I could have more longevity, um, it, it opened my eyes up to saying, OK, I can I can see how you need to apply some of this and still be authentic to your own voice. I was never going to be an yeah. opera singer. I knew that. But um, and I but I have a lot of um, respect for him. I mean, yeah, I mean, when I hear when I hear some of these voices and, and, you know, how how long they can hold out a note and that circular breathing that they do is just amazing. And I'm glad I had that. But so so you went to college and you 
I ended up at North Texas doing jazz. When did mm-hmm. you do the voice thing? I think it was, what, 2018? Yeah, I did the voice in the second half of 2018, or I aired in the second half of 2018. Um, and I had been out of college like six years at that point. Okay. So I... Um, spent that time in between college and the voice singing in pop cover bands and just really learning how to belt and strengthen my voice. Um, and then I, I, I went on the show, the voice and it was a wild ride, but I'm glad that I did it. <laughs> how much did that change your life? And when I say that, uh, you know, you know, because it, it kind of opens your eyes up to some of what is really happening in the industry. Also, I don't know if you want to share that or share this or not about how much is really, really authentically real, um, sporadic thing or (laughs) what's, you know, what, what's been contrived. Yeah. There's, you know, for the show itself, I, I learned a whole lot about the film and TV industry, um, because that's what it is. You know, it's a game show. It's a reality show. And that was just an amazing experience to get to film like that and go to wardrobe and hair and makeup was like, it was just fun. Um, but the most that I learned about the music industry came from the other contestants because so many of them are from Nashville and they like got there as soon as they turned 18 and like just getting publishing deals and, you know, working the writer's rooms. And I had no experience with that at all. So for me, Nashville really wasn't even an area, a place of interest, a blip on the horizon for me. I just was like, oh, it's a nice music city, but I didn't fully understand the amount of industry that was there. So getting to meet the other contestants and form relationships and learn from them, I'm still learning from them. I still follow them on social media and just, you know, look at what they're doing and talk to them. And that really was the biggest uh, lesson in, in music industry that I got from that experience. So um, which is a good one. Well, absolutely. I think I noticed some collaborations. Was that with a lot of people that you met there or people that you ended up meeting afterwards? Um, you know, when, when I was looking at your discography and figuring out all the things that you had done, you're guesting on a lot of different songs. Yeah, most of those are um, friends from school and DFW, DFW and yeah. school. Yeah, okay. just all throughout life. Um, I don't know that I've released anything with another contestant from the voice but we you know we keep in keep in touch and um support each other's music as well so well um it certainly helps to get your name out there because you know I could tell by the when I looked up and you know I only know this because I'm looking on Spotify and Apple Music the things that are at the top not necessarily the things that you're doing right now because when you're on a t- national TV show, people are looking you up and playing that music immediately. Yeah. Um, but I want to talk about um, this song that, that you wrote called Things I'll Never Say. I think you said you wrote this about your parents. And, yeah. And, and when they first heard it, they didn't understand it. And then you had to explain it. So it was like, <laughs> uh, the, it was supposed to be Things I'll Never Say. And now I'm explaining. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I think they just, you know, I, I showed it to them and I think they were like, oh, this is a really great song. Like, and I was like, do you get it? <laughs> and my mom was like, is it about a boy? But I was already married at that point. So I was like, no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I wrote this because I sort of went through this rough period where I, you know, and I think a lot of people go through this to some degree on some you know, some area of the spectrum, but I just really needed to get away from home. And I was not necessarily the easiest person to get along with um, in my 
late teens to early 20s, just a lot of, you know, trying to find my independence. So I moved a lot. I moved, you know, very far away. I've lived out in California, you know, here in Texas, everywhere. Um, And the interesting thing is I wanted that independence, but I just kept having to call home and they were always there for me, whether it was to lend me money or help me through a rough spot or just listen to me after I had just been a huge brat, you know? And so that's kind of the, um, why I wrote the song and, and the things I'll never say part was, you know, sort of like that pride, but it's beautiful. It's a great song. And if you guys are just tuning in, this is Texas homegrown music. And my guest today is Katrina Kane. And she's just a doll. And I, I I really do think that you're just beginning to find your, your place, honey, because your voice is going to carry you through a lot. But more than that, life experience. And, and you seem to have a really grounded look at life. And I love that. And you're not afraid Thank to you. put it out there for people to hear. Um, authenticity is important to me. And I, I think you found your footing for sure so Katrina Kane the song is things I'll never say and we come back we'll talk about that video you guys need to go check it out and also um some other songs she's got in the works and some shows she's got coming up right in our area so we'll be right back but right after this things I'll never say Katrina Kane Mama, take this Well, I told you I was leaving and I didn't 
I know you enjoyed that song, and I want to talk about this video that you have out. It's a beautiful video. How did it come about? Uh, where did you f film it? And, um, and and tell me what it was. You know what the aspects of it were like for you. How did how did it feel to be a part of something that was all about you and your song? Yeah. So there's two videos out for things I'll never say. So let me um, talk a little bit about the the dramatic music video okay. with the little girl running around. Yep. Um, that video was filmed in outside of Fort Worth. And I was living in California at the time. Okay. And so I wasn't physically there for the filming, but I had, a, I have a creative director named Travis Beverly who works in Fort Worth, who had an idea for the song. He heard the song and he said, this would make a beautiful video. And he had storyboards and include me in the whole process and went out and bought all of these beautiful vintage records. And I sent the little girl, these red cowboy boots that were just like the ones I had when I was a kid. Aww. And he created this story around this little girl, um, basically wanting to leave home essentially like, like me, but, but in the video, I think she's nine or 10. Um, and it's this story of this little girl wanting to leave home, but she can't, fully turn the truck on because she's nine and doesn't know how to drive and she's just dreaming of these bigger things and dreaming of greener pastures essentially and um I think I cried when I saw the first take of that video because it it so perfectly encapsulated me and my story without you being in it without travel <laughs> exactly without me being there without me being in it and without him even knowing my full um you know, my full family history. I hadn't told him all of the details. I just, he just really loved the song and um, we're good friends. So he knows a bit about me. So that was um, just, just a once in a lifetime opportunity to get, to have a video like that. And in such beautiful quality, well, it's um, out there forever. Just a cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. Forever. People will be able to see this. I told him I want him to enter it in um, like little film competitions mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, and then recently I got the chance to record an acoustic version of it as well. Um, and that's a video I am in. That is not on my channel, but it's on um, the Cafe Solo Studio YouTube. And I was in DFW for a show and I drove up to Denton and I had a, a new guitar. It's a 1963 guitar that I was just in love with. And we mic'd up the room and I played one take and he said, well, let's get another. And I played a second take and we ended up just using the first take I did, uh, the whole day. So <laughs> that was, that's a really nice, um, acoustic video. And that was a fun thing to be a part of as well. Well, um, it's a beautiful rendition and you know, I, I'm, I, I just played your studio version, but I do love the acoustic as well. And I know you just dropped mm -hmm. that this last month, I think. Um, for everybody yeah. to hear. So you guys be sure to, to go down and, and download that. I noticed that you've done a lot of singles, which I think in today's world is kind of the way to go and to keep yourself putting out new material because it's not like, you know, we've just changed so much the way people listen to music now. Um, yeah. You know, I, I talk about it a lot because I grew up in the time where you saved up your money, rode, drove your bike to the, you know, local sh uh, music store, thumbed through all the albums and bought an album, went home, yeah. you know, unwrapped this, unwrapped it, smelled it, <laughs> looked, at, yeah. looked at the liner, <laughs> figured out where it was, 
we I miss that. I'm going to be honest with you. I do miss that because I think that there's also, yeah. there's so many people behind uh, making music that aren't really getting seen or heard or known. Although I know a lot of artists as well that are putting out music that they just recorded in their room on their iPhone and, you know, they just yeah. upload the, the audio. So there's so many different ways to listen to music these days. But with the downloads, I do think that re- releasing singles is probably kind of a cool way to do it. And I know a lot of artists now are re- releasing all their singles first and then they're sending um, the compilation. Is that something that you're going to continue to do is continue to, to release the singles? Yeah, I've actually, so I've released three, oh well, four, uh, three or four singles uh, and I plan to put all of them in an EP okay. like you mentioned, but there will be, I think, three, oh, I'm counting, three or four, no promises, <laughs> three or four brand new songs that are not currently out okay. um, and those will also be on the EP. So it's going to be, you know, six or seven songs total. Uh three that have been released and three that three or four that are new. Um, and I agree with you. I think, I think singles is what I've been advised to do, but I miss having a collection of songs like an album. Um, I, I miss physically buying albums as well, but I think even, even today I'll look at my favorite artists and just listen to their albums, you know, front to back. Yeah. Every single one in a row. So hopefully I get to that point as well, but for now I'm, you know, I'm new New in the scene, so I think singles will help me get well. Just a little and bit. there are some artists that like to do um, that, like to tell us a, a whole story. I just had um, I, I just had Bill Palmer and um, and Wayne Sutton on, and they just did a record called Terlingua, and it tells a story about mm-hmm. the town of Terlingua, basically, and Texas. So it all fits really well together as a whole compilation because they're telling a story yeah. together. So, you know, I, I, I do understand the need to do that as well. So you're in Austin now. Are you recording in Austin? Are you doing it yourself? Tell me how you're doing all these um, mixes. Yeah. So I just finished recording and mu- much of the recording was um, myself here at home okay. in our home studio, but we also recorded some songs out at Warm Studios in Leander. Okay. And then I have multiple guys who have also recorded out in Denton or this guy in Nashville playing pedal steel for me. So it's kind of been like, I think overall the whole EP has been tracked in six different locations. Wow. Which to me is, I would just prefer to be in the studio with everyone all at once and record one time. So it's been a little uh, hectic and hard to organize, but... It's sort of like a budget thing. No, I you know, get it. You, Girl, I get it. When it's so expensive and, and when there is the ability to record remotely, it's hard not to take advantage you know, of it. And especially that. when you have yeah, exactly. especially when you have players that you really dig their sound and you know what they could add and you could just send it to them and they, they get it. So exactly. um, tell me, I know you're married and your husband is, uh, is he a guitar player? Is that what I know? Andrew? Yes, he's a guitar player. Yeah. And does he play with you ever? Or do you guys come, you know, do you, do you write songs together at all? Or you're intermixed at all? And tell me about that. Yeah, we have, um, we've been collaborating kind of since the beginning of our relationship. So Andrew is an amazing guitar player. Um, when I was doing more pop stuff, he was also producing my pop stuff, which was, and doing some co-writing with me, which was a lot of fun. Um, and now that I've shifted more in this like organic instrument realm, he's, um, 
he is playing all the well I play some of the acoustic parts but he's doing all of the lead parts some of the more complicated acoustic parts as well and um, he plays live with me and he is a great MD as as well which is a a huge plus um I have sort of had stress in the past about having to be the MD of my own show and I felt like that was control I needed to have but it stressed me out so I was like you know what you're the MD now. <laughs> and it's been, it's been amazing. So he, yeah, he's just great. And it's so wonderful, um, collaborating together and, and being able to play music. How long have you guys been together? We have been together, um, 10 and a half years and married four or five. That's great. You know, um, being that I, you know, I've shared the stage with my husband now for three decades, more than three decades. You know, I don't know what it would be like um, to play music without him. And I think yeah. I think for me, um, there's just this comfort that I have knowing that he's got me and he understands me. And, you know, there's things that, that go on where we can move with a song maybe in a different direction than we've done before. But we do it because we know each other so well. It's such a yeah. beautiful connection, isn't it? It really is. I feel so, so blessed to have that because I know some people who don't um, don't really work well with their significant other in other realms. But when you find that person in music, it really is such a special connection to have. And I have a really great story about guitar that relates to my husband and Guitar Sanctuary. Well, uh, so I would love to share it. I would it. love to hear it since. <laughs> Since um, you guys didn't know, but when we were on break, I was explaining to her that my husband and I um, own the Guitar Sanctuary, which we opened in 2010. And um, it's been a wonderful opportunity for us to get to know lots of different musicians. And we have a venue as well. It's... um, where I'm starting to have shows there uh, for Texas homegrown music and a lot of artists from Texas. We've always brought in people from Austin. A lot of times they're very guitar oriented, but we're, we're launching out and branching out more now to uh, all kinds of um, artists. And you said something about you had a, had a story. So you do share, I have to hear this story. Okay. So um, back in, I think 2016, I want to say end of 2016, um, my husband and I were dating and he had his eye on this really, really beautiful guitar at the guitar sanctuary. We lived in De- in Denton at the time. And um, at the end of 2016, he ended up proposing to me. And I was just like, well, I, you know, I love my ring, but I also know it was very expensive and I'm very like an equality person. So I was like, I think you should have an engagement ring, but I know you're never going to wear a ring. So why don't we go buy you a guitar? And we went to Guitar Sanctuary and I bought him this custom Sir that they had and it was like the best day ever. And then I jokingly got on one knee and held up the guitar. (laughs) Will you marry marry me back, basically? Oh my God, (laughs) that's so wonderful. that's, That's his engagement guitar and I told him, you know, he as a guitar player buys and sells guitars all the time. But I was like, if you ever sell that guitar, (laughs) I'll be so mad. Well, that is such a beautiful thing, Katrina. Well, let's talk about the song um, Gold, which one of my Uh, favorites also, I'll just tell you out of uh, the songs. Um, Tell me the impetus for it and, you know, what it is that you were, you're trying to say. Yeah. So uh, that song was the first I wrote um, when I started shifting genres and moving away from pop. Okay. 
And it sort of was the experiment song. Like I was in this really dark place. We were living out in California and the world was, you know, as we know, was very scary for a couple of years there. And it just also felt like in sometimes in big cities and I think in LA especially, which this is not meant to be hateful at all, but there is definitely a, um, because there's a lot of industry there, there's this, well, I'll be happy when I get yeah. this expensive car or yeah. if I make this paycheck or if I get my song on the radio, whatever. And, and there's a lot of like thresholds people kind of set for themselves. And a lot of times they are financial. And I found myself kind of slipping into that and wanting to kind of keep up with the Joneses, I guess, but it's more like keep up with the Kardashians out there. <laughs> Everything is so expensive. And of course it was this very dark time. And I was like, man, none of this matters actually. Yeah. None of this matters. And I just st- started focusing on like what makes me happy each day. And there has to be at least one thing that I can find joy in each day. And I was, I felt very blessed to be there during such a scary time because there was so much sunshine and there was the ocean and a lot of people don't have that. Um, they don't have the ability to be in a place that's like 65 degrees and sunny yeah, every all, day. all year round. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was just trying, trying to find things I was grateful for. And in that moment, I was also musically kind of looking at, well, then what does it mean to be the most genuine in my music too? I was like, I'm just going to write a song and how it comes out is how it's going to going to come out. And I was also just learning guitar at the time. I mean, I'm a fairly recent guitar player. So I just started like finger picking and playing around. And I wrote, the song just came out called gold. And it's really just about, um, finding joy where you are and finding joy in the journey. And that's kind of exactly where I was in life. And it started that shift into this more genuine musical space for me too.
back and um, we've been talking with Katrina Kane and Katrina tell me um, I know that you've got a lot of shows coming up in the in the DFW area but you you live in Austin and I know you probably played down there as well uh, tell me how people can find you and what shows do you know that you have coming up in the next few months yeah so you can find me on all social media at Katrina Kane music and my show schedule is on my website which is just katrinakane.com um, and I do have quite a few shows coming up this month. So I'm playing June 23rd at Dan Silverleaf with Bri Bagwell. August 7th, and Dan Silverleaf is in Denton for you DFW friends. August 7th, I'm at the BMI, BMI Showcase at Saxon Pub, and that's down here in Austin. Um, September 23rd, I'm back in the Denton area for the Old Bolivar Station Songwriter Festival, and that's in Sanger. So I'm playing the main stage. So it's a 60-minute set, full band, all originals. Oh, cool. Um, I'm very excited about that one. And October 6th, I'll be at the State Fair of Texas on the Yungling stage. Yay! So, yay. And yeah. will that be a full band or solo, or how are you doing the State Fair? That one, we're going to do the State Fair duo, so it'll be me and Andrew, my husband, on guitar. And um, our duo shows are a lot of fun. We opened for Gary P. Nunn for a couple shows. Oh, nice. Uh, just at... As a duo, and it was a lot of fun. So, um, yeah. Well, come on out. <laughs> I would love to have you and Andrew come and open up some shows in the, at the sanctuary. And, um, and I, I've seen a lot of duo acts at the Kessler do that. And then, you know, yeah. what happens is people will see you as a duo, love you, and then we'll bring you back with full band, and you'll pack the house out. You know, it's just, I it's just getting it, yeah. your name out there and getting people to see what you actually are about and what you do, and you know that you know how it goes. Um, yeah, <laughs> and and for all the all you that are listening, she spells her name with the K. It's Katrina K A T R I N A, and it's Kane C A I N. Um, so you can find her uh, easily. Um, I want to close the show with a song called Dizzy that she's going to be releasing in the next couple of months. But she's been so kind to let us have this song. Um, first right here on uh, Texas Homegrown Music. Tell me about it. Yeah, this song, um, it was it was written uh, sort of in a spur of the moment, very late at night, 2 a.m. writing session when you just can't sleep kind of situation. And I wrote it really about falling in love, um, which I, <laughs> I know that there are so many songs about that. But 
really, instead of, you know, talking about, um, you know, all of the kind of happy feelings, it sort of talks about the nervous feeling of kind of feeling dizzy when you first see someone. And a lot of the lyrics, most of the lyrics tie back to things that, um, I've seen around Texas. So it's, it's a lot of, um, imagery of these beautiful and, and terrifying things I've seen and how love is even better than that. Well, you know, don't make, don't make excuses about writing songs about falling in love and all <laughs> the things around it, because it is the number one reason why people like to listen to songs about yeah. it, right? Because we all, we all either have, or we want to, or we are, you know, looking forward to it. Uh, I mean, or, you know, or we have had it. Um, and, and mm. I don't know, I, I, I love my husband and I've been with him for 32 years, but I can still fall in love with all kinds of things and people and life and experiences. And it's a wonderful feeling. Um, You know, you, you haven't done it yet, but when you have children, you fall in love. Um, It's a crazy another way to fall in love, you know, looking at that. um, So you've got a lot of falling in love still in your life. A puppy. Or, you know, an animal. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> and you're right. It is a cool feeling. And sometimes it is dizzy and crazy and wonderful and all those things wrapped up in one. Well, honey, I have so enjoyed getting to know you. And I look forward to having a, um, a hug from you soon because I can just yeah. tell you're just just such a sweet soul and wonderful human being. And I can't wait to meet Andrew as well. Um, and I, I really believe that when you make music together, you've done something really remarkable and it's long lasting. Even when you're gone, people will, will yeah. remember and feel that connection. And what a beautiful thing that you and Andrew can share that I'm, I'm, I, I have a very soft spot for people that I know yeah. that share music with their spouse because uh, it's it's a beautiful thing. And I'm not going to say it's all wonderful and awesome all the time because <laughs> uh, we've had to work out some things on stage, but usually we always get it done. You know, we, yeah. we've had we've had some arguments on the way to a gig, and we're like, Ooh, you know, and by the middle oh, of the set, <laughs> by the middle of the set, I'm looking at him, go, why are we fighting? This is such a beautiful yeah. thing, and, and it's not worth it. You know, so. Anyway, Absolutely. I cannot wait to meet you in person, honey. And I, I'm in Austin a lot. And when I'm there next time, I'll just have to pin you and see if you're going to be yeah, around. let me know. For sure. And I want to, like I said, I want to get you together with some of my Austin friends that I think you'd really hit it off with. The, the You know, all the girls from PAC and um, my, the couple from Reverend Few, Madam Radar, just some really great artists that I know down there that I think you guys would really hit it off with. So if you're just listening, we've been introduced to you to Katrina Kane. Her music is remarkable. Please go download it. And right now you're going to get to hear a song called Dizzy that's not even out yet, but she's given us a, a peek into this wonderful song about love and falling in love. And we'll be right back with Texas Homegrown Music. I've seen ponies swim wild in the salt seas. And I've seen hawks flying up on the high breeze But I ain't never seen anything quite like you I've seen it snowing out on the mesa I fell to my knees and I laughed in amazement by you So if I take my 
have seen lightning over East Austin And I've seen dust devils out west in Midland But there ain't nothing like you to make my heart race I see tragedy there on my TV I can't look away What a sweetheart Katrina Kane is, right? And playing music with her husband. I know from personal experience, there's nothing better than sharing the stage with your significant other like that and, and making music for people to enjoy. So can't wait to have her in our area soon. But don't don't miss that show that she's got with Bri Bagwell on Friday night, June the 23rd at Dan Silverleaf right there in Denton. And because of that, I'm going to close the show with Bri Bagwell, her live version of Trenches. I'm going to give a shout out to my sponsors for making it possible to come to you every week. Thank you to Guitar Sanctuary, Tupps Brewery, and Burris Injury Law. Peace out, everybody. Remember to love life. You get out of it what you put into it. And we'll be back next week right here on Texas Homegrown Music.
Wie viel 